0: This is Alex from Your Mental Restoration. Thanks for listening. This is the Your Mental Restoration podcast, where I'll show you how to take small steps towards your own mental restoration. I am Alex, founder and owner of yourmentalrestoration.com, a one-stop shop for mental wellness and self-care. It's been a while since my last podcast. I last recorded in mid-June before I took vacation and things have been a little chaotic getting back in the swing of it. And I'm a little bit nervous because I'm taking another week off next week, but I will do my best um, to keep in the swing of things. So today I wanted to talk about um, essentially mindfulness within parenting. under the heading <laughs> that yelling is futile. So I don't know about you. I can be a yeller, um, yelling at my kids, my dog, um, not so much my spouse. Uh, you're, you know, are you a yeller at friends, spouse, siblings, parents, neighbors? Right, where you just get so frustrated, you're like, could you please stop? sit down, be quiet, don't do that. Um, And I'll admit, I can definitely fall into that pattern at times. I I wish that I never yelled at my kids, but the reality is I do. So whether it's after a bad day, a tiring day, um, I even notice the weather kind of takes a toll on my mood, which then increases the yelling. I need to check in with myself after those days and say, what is going on? What is going on with me? Um, Because generally it is not about the child, the pet, the neighbor, whatever it is that's got you aggravated. Yelling is futile, and it literally has no effect on the outcome. Except that I tend to feel awful afterwards, and the recipient of the yelling is going to avoid you if they know it's happening. I, I recognize some of us might be road rage yellers in our car. The other person, the other driver doesn't know that it's happening. Um, but of people that you care about, they're probably going to stop wanting to spend time with you. So it begs the question, why do we do it? Why do we do something that doesn't work? And in general, yelling at another person is punishment. From behaviorism, we know that punishment is the least effective way to get another human or animal to change their behavior. So again, why do we do it? Let's take a look at it in another way from the stance of behaviorism. Yelling is a reward to the yeller. Yelling is a reward to the yeller we know that behaviors that are reinforced, meaning it feels good, we enjoy it, we get something out of it, are likely to continue. So yelling feels good because it relieves our pressure, it relieves our stress, it gets our point across. So sometimes you will actually get the outcome that you want. Parents the world across will say that, right? No one listened to me and then I lost it and everyone listened to me. That's reinforcing the yelling. We feel calmer after yelling, after blowing off steam. And so because of those factors, it keeps us coming back time and time again, even though it doesn't get us the results that we want. Even though after that initial blowing off of steam, we feel worse. So we've got to unveil this situation. We've got to take a look at it. We've got to figure out why it is so rewarding to us. So some of the deeper levels, some of the deeper reasons why yelling is reinforcing is that we have these these deep-seated beliefs. So some of the beliefs are that other people will take us more seriously if we yell. Um, we'll come back to that. The second one might be that people will respect us more if we raise our voice. right? If we're assertive, they might respect our opinion a little bit more. Third belief that you might have is that the other person will listen better. They will hear you clearer. And then the last belief I want to take a look at is that the person is more likely to change if we yell. Um, So let's look at these because I think they all need to be debunked. Uh, The reality is no one is going to take you more seriously if you're yelling. Um, I think about the cartoon characters with the steam coming out of their ears and the red face, and the clenched fists, and the stomping feet. Um, I think that the opposite is true. We don't take them more seriously. We take them less seriously. I believe that people will take you more seriously if you are calm and respectful. If you model behavior that you want to see, I think people will take you more seriously. Yelling in many ways makes you a hypocrite because you're doing what you wouldn't take from another person. So if you're yelling at your child for um, not cleaning their room or having an attitude and then they yell back, you then yell at them for yelling at you. But that's what they've learned from your behavior. The second one we looked at was that they will respect you more. Um, And again, I think from the same reasoning, it's, it's the opposite. I think people will respect you more if you have calmer and more respectful behavior. I think they will respect you more if you take a moment to pause and center yourself before engaging in whatever feedback you do need to give, right? Just because you don't yell doesn't mean that you don't give corrective feedback. Um, the third myth was that they will listen better, like they will hear you. Um, but again, I think the opposite is true. Um, I think they might respect you less and therefore they stop listening. Or they might just think you're blowing off steam and so they don't need to take it seriously. Like, oh, there goes mom again. She's just ranting and raving about the dishes and then she doesn't care. So they don't take it seriously. Or um, you actually could frighten them if your yelling becomes threatening to them. They could feel fear causing their anxiety to spike which means they will have a surge of cortisol, their brain processing abilities will plummet, and they really actually won't be able to remember what it is that you're saying because they're going to be coming from a place of fear. And then the last kind of myth or belief was that they, the person is more likely to make change if you yell. And again, research shows that they're actually more likely to just lie to you, avoid you, and resent you. So, if you don't want your loved ones, your kids, your coworkers um, to lie to you, avoid you, and resent you, then again, we need to go back to communicating clearly, communicating respectfully, communicating calmly. So, I think that when I'm, oh, not I think, I know, when I'm feeling that way, I get the slogan slow and low in my head. I need to talk slower, have a slower cadence, and I need to lower my voice tone. I need to lower my volume. I need to lower my intensity. Taking time to figure out what you actually want from them and why you're being so reactive is a big part of actually changing your communication. So for parents specifically, I would encourage you to take A moment, right? A moment is not a defined length of time, but just taking a moment to pause and look at what is it that you actually want in the situation and how can you communicate that? I'm not saying that you never address issues, but we need that moment to pause. So that might be you walking away in the face of frustration, in the face of, um, maybe your child is being defiant to you and you say, I need a minute. I'm going to take a time out in my room. I'm going to go for a walk around the block. I'm going to go to the restroom and I'm going to calm down and center myself before I come back in here and talk to you. Then you address the issue. If it's a neighbor that's got you flustered, going to the fence and screaming at them is not going to get respect. It's not going to get what you want. Taking time to calm down, going over at a different time when it is not on the forefront of your of your thinking. It's not right when they're, whatever situation that is happening. It's not right when it happened, but maybe going over there the next evening and just saying, hey, yesterday I noticed X, Y, or Z, and I was really feeling overwhelmed or I was really feeling frustrated by that. I'm wondering if next time you can blank. If it's a coworker, let's say they're not carrying their weight at work, they're not picking up um, their side of the project, they're not doing something. Instead of yelling at them and making passive aggressive or even verbally aggressive comments to them, I would recommend again, you take that moment and just walk away from the situation, go into a different space, remind yourself of the person that you want to be before you try to talk to them about what it is that they've done that has offended or upset you. Same thing with a spouse, okay? So the message here is yelling does not work. Slow and low, clear, respectful communication is much more likely to be heard and to be received well, the person can take that communication and decide how they want to process it, what they're going to do with it, if they're going to make the changes that you've requested, but ultimately that's up to them. You throwing the words at them with hate hate and anger does not increase the likelihood that they're going to actually think about what it is that you're requesting. I hope that this is a helpful reminder. I'm going to take uh, some time to record a few podcasts for everyone, especially parents, on the topic of mindfulness and parenting and how to really bring in moments to pause in ways that are going to improve connection, improve communication, and improve that overall relationship. So I thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week um, and your day and take some time for self-care.